the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. James Blend producing, Dave King engineering here in the Portland area, Pedro Bartes producing and engineering in Seattle. Well, this being Friday, we'll take a look at some of the... Um, headline news from the past week, in fact, the weekend headlines, and we'll also take a look at the lighter side of the news. Seattle will leave us then, but here in the Portland area, the Christian outlook in the five o'clock hour. Well, let's take a look at some of the top news stories from this past week. All eyes were on New York City. The civil trial stemming from New York Attorney uh, Attorney General Letitia James' lawsuit against the former president and the And his organization began in New York City this week. The non-jury trial presided over by Judge Arthur Ngoran started um, on Monday in Manhattan and came uh, after a New York State appeals court rejected the 2024 GOP primary frontrunner's request to delay that trial. It went for several days. It was quite contentious. The former president was very upset. At one point, he suggested that things were going well. But, of course, they plunged into utter despair after that. Um, We learned this week that, in fact, um, the judge in the case uh, issued an order placing the former president's business assets under monitor. The judge and Gorin issued an order prohibiting the former president from transferring his assets without informing a court monitor. This was on Thursday. Uh, The judge issued an order prohibiting the president from making that kind of an independent move. Uh, He's uh, his supplemental order status. Uh, And other defendants have to disclose all of the entities they own and declare in advance any anticipated transfer of assets or liabilities to any other entities. In addition, the former president uh, in the order applies, um, uh, has the order applied to him, to Eric Trump, former chief financial officer of the Trump Organization, Alan Weiselberg, and Trump Organization comptroller Jeffrey McConney. The group has until the 26th of this month to hand over the information to former federal judge Barbara Jones, the monitor who is already overseeing the Trump organization's finances. The order is the second in Gorin has issued since the trial started on Monday of this week. He's also issued a partial gag order on Trump, prohibiting him from discussing court staff on social media. That order came in in, uh, response to the former president's publicly criticizing one of Ngoran's law clerks on social media. Media, well, truth social anyway. We also learned this week that President Biden, speaking after his administration announced border wall construction in in, uh, Texas, said at the White House on Thursday that he tried to redirect the money for the project. I'll answer one question on the uh, border wall, the border wall where money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect the money. He said they didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the uh, law other than. Uh, They have to use the money for what it was appropriated 
I uh, can't stop that, end quote. And that's a direct quote. When asked by a reporter if he believes a border wall works, the president said no. White House Communications Director Ben LeBolt, he later tweeted that the funds for the 20 miles of border reinforcements were appropriated in 2019 before Biden took office. He called on Congress to reappropriate the funds for smarter, more effective enforcement uses. Congress failed to do so. Rule of law requires the project to be completed in 2023. So rather an interesting turn of events. Also, we learned this week, (coughs) excuse me, California Governor Gavin Newsom, he named Democratic strategist LaFonza Butler as Senator Dianne Feinstein's replacement in the U.S. Senate after the longtime Democrat senator died last week at the age of 90. Butler will finish out the remainder of Feinstein's term in Washington ahead of the 2024 election. She was sworn in earlier this week. The governor described Butler as an advocate for women and girls, a second-generation fighter for working people, and a trusted advisor to President Vice President Harris. Others described her somewhat differently. She has been dedicated to electing pro-abortion women to champion abortion uh, since 2021 when she became the leader of Emily's List. House GOP members, we learned this week, prepared a motion to expel Representative Matt Gates amid his renewed threat to pursue a motion to vacate House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Well, things didn't turn out quite that way. The House Republican members sought to expel Gates if the Ethics Committee report came back with findings of guilt. One member said that the report is mostly written but doesn't uh, know what it contains. At least it didn't at the time. Well, there was a vote taken earlier this week, as we know. We'll reference that in a few moments. And he remains. The speaker, however, does not. Gavin Newsom raised the minimum wage this week in the state of California for fast food employees to $20 an hour. If an employee works full time, that equals $41,600 annually. The Associated Press says a new uh, law in California will raise the minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 per hour next year. An acknowledgement from the state's Democratic leader that most of the often overlooked workforce are primarily earners for the their low-income households, no longer teenagers who held those positions. So in California, $20 an hour, McDonald's. Progressive Representative Jamal Bowman, he pulled a fire alarm in one of the House of Representatives' three office buildings amid the chaotic morning as lawmakers scrambled to avert a likely government shutdown. Committee Chair Byron Stile, a Republican out of Wisconsin, said the matter is being investigated. Bowman is being questioned by the Capitol, or he was earlier this week, by Capitol Police Criminal Investigation Unit. He pulled a fire alarm in Cannon Office Building uh, on that morning. This was, uh, what, Sunday Um, Just after House Republicans announced that they would rush a stopgap spending bill known as a continuing resolution to the House floor on Saturday, just as the Senate is weighing it was waiting its own continuing resolution as well. Now, the representative uh, Bowman, he said that he was simply confused and in a rush and accidentally pulled the alarm. Not everyone bought that explanation. And uh, this week, his name was often mentioned in connection with that error, if you will. Well, President Biden tried another approach to canceling student debt this week. He um, uh, took the next step on its, uh, his second attempt to get broad student debt relief to millions of borrowers. 
The court ruled the HEROES Act was the improper law to carry out relief as a result of the pandemic, so the department announced it would try again using the Higher Education Act of 1965, which doesn't require the existence of a national emergency. The Higher Education Act requires the administration go through the negotiated rulemaking process that includes a series of negotiation sessions and periods of public comment. The department's uh, announcement, this was last Friday, released the names of the negotiators along with the topics the negotiations will focus on in the upcoming sessions. The president determined to forgive or rather transfer student loan balances to taxpayers. Los Angeles enacted a controversial zero bail policy this week. The zero bail policy is a process eliminating set cash bail amounts for suspect criminals accused of misdemeanors and specific nonviolent felonies. It took effect in Los Angeles County on Sunday, even as dozens of cities challenged the controversial system in court. But just before the policy took effect, a dozen cities in Los Angeles County filed a court action. That was on Friday, arguing it poses a threat to public safety. We'll follow that um, development and see where ultimately it goes, if anywhere. But it was signed into law in the state of California. We're taking a look at the week in headlines, looking back over the last several days. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll continue uh, taking a look at uh, the week when we return in just a moment. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Friday edition of The Georgine Rice Show. We're taking a look at the week in headlines. Well, as promised, Representative Matt Gates filed a motion to oust Speaker McCarthy. And he was more successful than perhaps he even imagined he would be. This was on Monday. He moved to force a vote on ousting Speaker Kevin McCarthy, following through with his uh, pledge to do so after the Speaker put a clean, continuing resolution to fund the government on the House floor. The vote on the motion to vacate the chair um, uh, was brought uh, within um, uh, was brought within a legislative day, but uh, was uh, passed immediately, primarily with the help of eight Republicans and all of the Democrats in the House of Representatives. It was uh, later announced this week that McCarthy would not seek to be reelected and the back and forth on who will replace him continues. The Supreme Court of the United States uh, denied a 14th Amendment Trump disqualification. This was also on Monday. The court rejected a bid raised by John Castro. He's a Republican presidential candidate to get Donald Trump disqualified from office based on the 14th Amendment. Well, the uh, a judge said no, no uh, chance. Castro lost his case in the lower court, though he has two other pending in courts in New, uh, New Hampshire and in Arizona. The theory does not hold uh, constitutional muster, but the effort will continue. A Democrat congressman was robbed at gunpoint in D.C. That was in, uh, in Texas. The Texas Democrat Representative Henry uh, Sellier was carjacked at gunpoint by three individuals in D.C. late Monday night. The incident happened outside of his apartment building where three black men wearing black clothing held a gun to his head and took his cell phone and his Honda CHR. Police were able to apprehend the suspects, return the car. The incident is now the second criminal attack against a member of Congress in D.C. This year alone, it serves to the to highlight the growing crime problem in the city. An Iranian official admitted to the 1983 Beirut bombing this week. Back in 1983, a bombing at the U.S. Embassy in Beirut killed 17 Americans and another one at a military barracks in Lebanon housing. Um, housing American and French personnel resulted in 
hundreds of deaths, including 20 U.S. Marines, 18 U.S. Navy sailors, and three U.S. Army, sa- Army soldiers, rather, as well as 58 French troops. The U.S. blamed the terrorist organization Hezbollah and Iran for at- the attack, and now an Iranian official has um, confirmed that they were, in fact, they were indeed responsible. Well, as Kevin McCarthy had been booted from his um, post as House Speaker after a motion to vacate uh, brought forth by um, hardliner Representative Matt Gates, an unlikely nominee was suggested this week as the next speaker, former President Donald Trump. Texas Representative Troy Nails said in a statement on Tuesday afternoon, his first order of business when the House reconvenes will be to nominate Donald J. Trump as Speaker of the House. President Trump, the greatest president of my lifetime, has a proven record of putting America first and will make the House great again, he said. A representative for Greg Stube, a Republican from Florida, he followed suit in a post on X um, on Tuesday uh, suggesting that Donald Trump also be nominated. The next speaker does not have to be a current sitting member of the House, but every speaker in U.S. history has been. It's not the first time Trump had, uh, has been floated as a nominee for speakership either. Back in January, as um, uh, McCarthy struggled to garner enough votes to secure his speakership, Matt Gates cast ballot for Trump. In a gaggle with reporters on the Hill after the vote Tuesday, Gates said he'd support several members of Congress, should they decide to run for that post. Well, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise is seeking support to replace the former House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy. He was removed in a narrow vote uh, early Tuesday. The situation uh, continues to be in uh, uh, open. Sources familiar with the situation said that Scalise has been making calls, as have others, uh, to replace the former Speaker. And a bipartisan group of black pastors in Ohio released a letter this week calling on voters to oppose a November measure that would enshrine abortion abortion access in the state's constitution and specifically point to the negative impact they say abortion has had on the black community. It was, in fact, Margaret Sanger's dream to eliminate, to dramatically reduce the number of Minorities, particularly African-Americans born into the United States, Planned Parenthood has dutifully followed that very lead. An L.A. Times columnist blasted Democrats who pledged to appoint black women to score political points with uh, with the public, scorning this maneuver as a manipulative electoral quid pro quo that makes these women look unqualified to earn their place. Journalist L.Z. Granderson's uh, scathing remarks came in response to California Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom's announcing Sunday that he would appoint Democratic strategist LaFonza Butler to the Senate after Senator Dianne Feinstein passed away, fulfilling an earlier promise to pick a black woman to fill any Senate vacancy. Granderson noted that President Biden had been had made similar promises, both in picking Kamala Harris as his running mate and appointing Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court. The columnist, who is a liberal, self-identified, argued that Butler's credentials as a former union leader and president of Emily's List was an impressive was impressive enough to earn her the place in the higher office. And Democratic men should stop making these pledges, quoting. But can Democratic men now stop pledging to pick black women? As though they're a charity in need of matching contributions. Black women have never needed an electoral quid pro quo. He suggested instead of appointments, he argued that the Democratic Party needed to do more work getting these women on the ballot. 
More than 75,000 Kaiser Permanente employees walked off the job on Wednesday in what their union representation says is the largest strike of health care workers in U.S. history. A coalition of labor unions representing the workers notified the company last month that it planned to carry out a three-day strike starting Wednesday at 6 p.m. If a new contract wasn't reached in that time, the previous contract expired on Saturday. The strike would impact hundreds of hospitals spanning several states. I was in the state of Washington just today, and sure enough, there were all kinds of um, demonstrators outside of the hospital participating in that walkout. In other news, Russia is sending soldiers to the front lines of Ukraine to die as part of their Storm Z punishment squad. Russian soldiers fighting in Ukraine who were caught drinking or being insubordinate are forced to Storm Z punishment squads and sent to the most dangerous parts of the front lines to face likely death. At least five of these penal battalions, staffed by ex-convicts and non-compliant troops, were thrown into some of the heaviest fighting in a bid to repel Kiev's uh, counteroffensive in eastern and southern Ukraine this summer. That's a report from Reuters on Tuesday, citing interviews with 13 people familiar with the matter. Storm fighters, um, they're just meat, uh, said one regular soldier. Wow, it's uh, hard to imagine, although I'm sure this isn't a new phenomenon. Former President Trump said the Biden administration is only citing the immediate need to build a border wall because President Biden is watching the United States be invaded by illegal migrants, warning that terrorists are already inside the country. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, Mayorkas rather, on Wednesday said there it was an acute and immediate need to waive dozens of federal laws in order to build a border wall in South Texas where illegal migration has surged. DHS justified the move due to high illegal entry. More than 245,000 migrant encounters have been recorded in the Rio Grande Valley sector alone this year. President Biden has nominated Hampton Dellinger, who previously worked alongside Hunter Biden at a law firm involved with energy company Burisma Holdings to serve as special counsel. The White House announced the move in a Tuesday press release as the term of Henry Kerner, the position's current occupant, expires. The Office of Special Counsel is primarily responsible for safeguarding the merit system by protecting federal employees and applicants from prohibited personal uh, personnel Uh, practices, especially reprisal for whistleblowing. Its uh, website states, Biden previously nominated Dellinger as an assistant attorney general overseeing the Justice Department's Office of Legal Policy, a position he held between October of 21 and June of 23. Dellinger had also previously donated to Biden's candidacy. His position as special counsel will have no, um, no connection at all with the Hunter Biden trial. Well, Jim Jordan has also entered the running for a Speaker of the House following the historic removal of Speaker Kevin McCarthy, led by Matt Gates, and accomplished with Democrat support. House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan, he officially threw his hat into the ring for consideration as the next Speaker. According to Speaker Pro Tempore Patrick McHenry, who's Uh, Hat is also in the ring. The House GOP will hold a candidate forum on next Tuesday and begin the work of electing the next Speaker of the House next Wednesday. The Los Angeles School District will celebrate National Coming Out Day all next week. Only 47 percent of all students meet English language standard in L.A. and 33 percent meet math standards. But that's all students in, uh, in L.A. For black students, the numbers are more dismal. 31% of English language standards and 17% for math. That's why it's so important that um, a week is dedicated to teaching about alphabet 
ideology. Uh, perhaps it doesn't matter, though, since the curriculum um, for elementary school students isn't uh, apparently very helpful. Ages 6 to 10 years old, perhaps they need this uh, even more than learning how to read or do math. I focus on reading, currently investigating uh, reading, rather, uh, when in fact there are other issues that perhaps they need to learn. So disappointing. Well, let's see, what else do we have here? I guess we're, I guess we're out of time for this segment. Uh, just one uh, quick note I want to make. The first dog commander, he got the boot this week. Joe Biden's German shepherd commander who has bitten a White House staff at least 12 times has been removed from the residence. Uh, in announcing the dog's removal, a White House official stated the president and first lady care deeply about the safety of those who work at the White House and those who protect them every day. So much so that it took 12 bites before the dog was removed. That was my little editorial comment. Uh, they remain grateful for the patience and support of the U.S. Secret Service and all involved as they continue to work through solutions. Commander is not presently on White House campus while next steps are evaluated. Next up, removal of Joe Biden. Hmm. Of course, he hasn't bitten anyone, so I don't know what's going to happen there. All right, we're going to take a break. When we return, we'll take a look at the lighter side of the news. James Blend will join me to do just that. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. We're back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. For the next couple of segments, we'll take a look at the lighter side of the news. And in that vein, I've invited James Blend to join me in that effort. Welcome, James. I thank you. What a wonderful, wonderful day to be spending with you. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's late on a Friday. What am I going to say? Yeah. What are you going to say? Well, I had to bring this up again. I talked about it earlier this week, but this is just so puzzling to me and so indicative of the time we live in. Um, the The news item was the upcoming Barney movie. Okay, Barney. It was a preschool uh, program. I could not take Barney. The costume, the way the arms work, the whole thing. It just was, it was annoying to me. I love you, you love me, la, la, da da da. Anyway, there's an upcoming Barney movie. I get it. They're reproducing all kinds of things because apparently creativity has left the building. Anyway, the upcoming Barney movie, based on the popular 90s era show for preschool-aged children. Now, mind you, preschool-aged children featuring an anthropomorphic purple and green dinosaur won't be aimed at children, according to Mattel. Uh-huh. Instead, the movie's going to be marked marketed rather toward adults and will be an uh, A24 type of surrealistic movie. That's according to Mattel Films executive. The New Yorker on the heels of the studio's Barbie blockbuster success thought this was a good idea. We're leaning into the millennial angst of the of the uh uh property rather than fine-tuning this for kids. How would you fine-tune Barney who is you know, originally for uh, preschoolers, what fine-tuning? It seems to me you're fine-tuning it for adults. But anyway, it's really a play for adults, he says. Um, now, not that it's rated R, but it'll focus on some of the trials and tribulations of being 30-something, growing up with Barney, just the level of disenchantment within the generation. And so 30-somethings need a plush, stuffed dinosaur to somehow help them make it through life's challenges? Is is this new Barney a safe space? Apparently so, where everything's plush. 
Barney was a ubiquitous figure in many of uh, our childhoods. Not mine. I didn't have Barney, thankfully. I grew up quite Nor did I. Normally. And it's well before me. Yeah. Or well after me, after I should you. say. Uh, then he disappeared into the shadows, left misunderstood, he says. No, nobody cared and gave him a thought. It's more like it. When the movie was announced, we were excited to explore this compelling modern-day hero. Compelling modern-day hero. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of that big stuffed purple dinosaur. Compelling hero. Modern-day. And see if his message of I love you, you love me can stand the test of time among grown adults. In an interview with Variety, Brenner said that the Barney movie would be more adult and have adult themes and sort of be a little bit off kilter. Well, it seems to me it's a lot off kilter, exploring themes like identity and finding who you love and who feels alienated. And what does it all mean? So grown men and women apparently need a cartoon to help them figure it all out. Oh, please, no. happiest memories of all. Oh, no, please. the ones we share with the friends we love. Oh, no. I love you. You love me. No, I don't. We're a happy family. You're making me miserable. With a great big hug and a kiss from me to you. No. Won't you say you love no. me too? No. Oh. <laughs> I just can't see it. I can't I, see it. I mean, what 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 are they going to do? Have that song covered by like Kanye or something? <laughs> I don't know what they're going to Is he going to wear a business suit? What's the what's the deal? Anyway, Mattel Films is also developing projects based on franchises such as Polly Pocket now, there's a feature-length film, if you want to see one, Thomas and Friends and American Girl, as well as Hot Wheels. But as uh, 2023 nears its end, uh, reports indicate Hollywood is unlikely to release a full-feature G-rated movie this year. So at least we're saved for the remainder of this year. In February, Mattel announced it was uh, relaunching the entire Barney franchise. Oh, good. Uh, which will span television, film, and YouTube. Uh, content as well as uh, music and a full range of kids' products, including toys, books, clothing, and more. So if you're looking for that uh, Christmas gift, there you go. Barney will be launched as a brand new animated series in 2024. Oh I, I'm reminded of uh, scripture when I was a child. Speak as a child. I did childish things. But when I became a man slash woman. Can we move on into adulthood? One wonders. So it- let me get this straight. So there's nothing to you get. You, it's going to be an animated show? Well, no, that there's an animated show in addition to the full-length adult movie. So the animated show, though, obviously won't be a giant stuffed, because it'll be a giant drawn dinosaur. I feel like I've seen one of those before. I think it was uh, Flintstones? <laughs> you know, I could stand uh, the, uh, the dinosaur in that one. Oh, I know. I always used to say that was my favorite purple dinosaur. Yeah. Because, yeah. Bar- Barney has pretty much ruined it for me. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons I want to bring this next story up is just, it just sounds funny. Ding was docked for wearing the wrong twow- trousers. <laughs> I'll say trousers. Yeah, okay, it's only funny <laughs> if you can actually say it. <laughs> Ding was docked for wearing the wrong trousers. Well, Chinese okay. snooker player Ding... Hun Hui, or something very like that, had to forfeit the opening frame for wearing the um, 
the wrong trousers in his 4-3 victory over compatriot Ha Helong at the English Open on Monday. We're okay. talking about snooker. The 36-year-old donned his usual brown snooker suit with bow tie and waistcoat, having forgotten about the all-black dress code for the event held in Brentwood near London. I totally forgot that I needed a black shirt and trousers for this tournament, he said, uh, saying um, at the World Snooker Tour website. My memory is not good. I didn't think about it. Once I was playing, I tried to just concentrate on the match, which he won. Despite a friend's quick run to the store to purchase the correct uniform, Ding was late for the start of the match by the time he was ready to play and was docked the opening frame. Again, the only point of the story, Ding was docked for wearing the wrong trousers. I mean, I always hear about, uh, you know, in, in Europe and UK, especially the playing of snooker. And, and I know it involves a pool table, but I had to actually look up if there was any difference between the two. And it, apparently it's a much bigger table in snooker. So, well, there you go. There actually is a difference, but I just thought it was a different name for it. Yes, but Ding was donged for wearing the wrong trousers. What was that again? <laughs> Ding was donged for wearing the wrong trousers. Say it one more time. I didn't hear you the first two. <laughs> Ding was donged for wearing the wrong trousers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there we have it. Yeah, you can never get that three minutes back. No, I you apologize. cannot. A Florida cheese delivery service broke a Guinness World Record by assembling a charcuterie board containing 769 pounds of qualifying ingredients. I'm not sure what qualifies, but the um, West Palm Beach Delivery Company teamed up with Columbus Craft Meats to assemble a charcuterie board with 769 pounds of gourmet cheeses and cured meats at the Colony Hotel in Palm Beach. Glad they're not using sick meat. Yeah, that's a good thing. A Guinness World Records adjudicator was on hand to certify the end result, and it was the world's largest charcuterie board. That's a big deal now. Everyone's making charcuterie boards. I, I, I'll be honest, it's one of those things I don't get, the, the name charcuterie. It's like, wouldn't it just used to be like, you basically took a meat tray, a cheese tray, and a, a veggie tray, and you threw it on a slab of wood and called it something else. Yeah, it's just kind of the 21st century replacement for fondue. That was what everyone was doing. I like fondue. Yeah, it was I don't it was need good. it replaced. <laughs> well, it's been replaced. I'm sorry to tell you. Well, Alaska's right. Katmai National Park revealed the 12 big-bellied bears that are vying for the top spot in this year's Fat Bear Week bracket. The park annually allows online voters to choose which of 12 portly pre- uh, predators packing on the um, on the pork. Okay. Twelve portly predators packing on the pork. I didn't like that as much as Ding was docked for wearing the wrong trousers. Yeah, well, unfortunately, afterwards, uh, both uh, Winnie the Pooh and Yogi Bear both filed protests for fat shaming of bears. (laughs) Well, the 12 portly predators packing on the pork were on full display. The favorites in this year's bracket include 747 a two-time Fat Bear Week winner who uh, park officials said is typically very fat by the end of the annual event. Another favorite, Otis, was uh, has won Fat Bear Week three times and is beloved by fans for his blocky muzzle and a floppy right ear. Park officials wrote Otis will have to work very hard uh, this year as his advanced years have taken a toll on the health of his teeth. 
Online voting opened on Wednesday, runs through the 10th of October. Voters will choose between two bears each day with the winner moving on to the next round in the bracket. So one of the things you said in there kind of caught my attention. You talked about what, how... The 12 portly predators packing on the pork? Well, no, not that, but oh. uh, something to ponder as we go to break here. The um, You mentioned that they were heavier by the end of the competition. One of them was heavier by the end of the competition than they were at the start? Yes. Are they eating the competition? <laughs> no. Are they just, eating the judges? No, they're just preparing to hibernate. Okay. All right. So we're going to um, ponder the 12 portly predators packing on the pork while we go to break. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Well, despite your prayers and uh, protestations, we're back. I'm Georgine Rice. James Blend has joined me as we... Take a look at the lighter side of the news. We're living proof that boycotts don't work. (laughs) For those of you in the Seattle area, this will be it. We will have to uh, say goodbye at the end of this segment. For the Portland audience, however, the Christian outlook is coming up. I also wanted to mention just briefly, if you happen to be in the Portland area, let me find my little note here. Jeff Tracy is going to be um, at Weston Kia for a customer appreciation event this Saturday um, at Weston Kia from noon to three. And by the way, they're going to be cooking up some great food. They'll be doing demonstrations, answering cooking questions. There's, it's free to the public. There'll be hamburgers and hot dogs for folks. Uh, you can sample their uh, barbecue uh, while supplies last. So check it out at Weston Kia. That's coming up tomorrow uh, from noon to three o'clock with Jeff Tracy. Honestly, even if you're in Seattle, it's y- worth y- it's <laughs> worth the, the drive trip. for. Yeah. Jeff Tracy's barbecue is is something to to admire. It, it's good food, very very good food, worth the drive, especially for the price. Yeah, in fact, uh, you may want to look out for twelve portly predators packing on the pork. That who, may be uh, one may of them. Arrive. May be me. <laughs> no comment. Well, let's see. Traffic was being diverted from an Ontario highway on Tuesday due to a truck that rolled over and spilled its load. Now that's not all the, that unusual. We hear all kinds of things that are spilled out on the road. This was kind of unusual because the load was celery. Spilled its load of celery across the roadway. Ontario Provincial Police said that the truck overturned on Highway 400, just south of Highway 9 in the Aurora area, and covered the roadway in stalks of celery. So much celery, along with the uh, video of... uh, uh, was uh, posted along with a video. Traffic was being diverted onto Highway 9 while crews worked to clean up the mess a process that was expected to take several hours. No injuries were reported unless, of course, you count the celery from the crash and the celery spill. I mean, I like celery. One of my favorite sodas is celery-flavored. Yeah. Celery is sort of inconsequential. I like the texture of it. I like it in my dressing at Thanksgiving, but I like little peanut butter smeared on it from time to time, but it's a sort of an inconsequential vegetable. I suppose that's probably true, and let's you know it's it's also very decorative to wear. Okay. Oh come on, a little little celery on your collar improves every outfit. All right then. Do you have a bucket list? Are there things that you want to accomplish in this life, James, that you have yet to achieve? Yeah, I'll produce a different talk show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, I had to ask. <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose I have. Cert- I, I don't think I have a formal list 
but there are, I mean, there are a few things that would be like, it would be great to do this. It would be you know, fun to do that. I've never traveled to Europe, for example. I'd like to see Europe. Yeah. You know, different things like that. But, I mean, there's no formal uh, number 52, yeah. um, you know, eat more cheese. Uh, you know, there's nothing like that. Or well, eat more celery. 104-year-old Chicago woman who's hoping to be certified as the oldest person to ever skydive after leaving her walker on the ground. She uses a walker. And making a tandem jump. In northern Illinois, 104. Age is just a number, Dorothy Hoffner says. She was speaking to a cheering crowd moments after touching the ground on Sunday at Skydive Chicago in Ottawa, about 85 miles southwest of Chicago. The Guinness World Record for oldest skydiver was set in May of 22 for uh, by 103-year-old Lene Ingard Larsen from Sweden. But Skydive Chicago is working to have Guinness World Records certify Hoffner's jump as a record. Hoffner first skydived when she was uh, 100. On Sunday, she left her walker behind just short of the plane and uh, was um, helped up the steps to join the uh, the others awaiting inside to skydive. Let's go, let's go, Geronimo, she is heard saying. When she first skydived, she said she had to, to be pushed out of the aircraft but on Sunday, tethered to a U.S. Parachute Association certified instructor, she insisted on leading the jump from 13,500 feet. She looked calm, confident when the plane was uh, aloft and after the uh, its aft door opened to uh, reveal 10 crop fields uh, far below shortly before she shuffled toward the uh, the edge and leapt into the air. That is something I will never do. I don't like to take major risks. I mean, the likelihood that something's going to go wrong is very small, but it exists. And therefore, at my current age, or if uh, I should live to be 104, that will not be on my list. Would you Did, skydive? No, I haven't and I won't. Yeah, Didn't just, uh, former President Bush, the elder? Yeah, yeah. He, he skydived well into his, I think, 90th birthday, I think, was the last time yeah. he skydived. yeah. I'm sure Me, it's exhilarating I, no. and thrilling, but I have it on good authority that at one day um, the trumpet's going to sound, the voice of the archangel, and those who are dead in Christ will go first, and then those who are alive will be caught up in the air. I'll wait for that. I like to go the other direction. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, police in Slovakia shared a traffic camera photo of a dog sitting behind the wheel of a speeding car. Police said in a Facebook post that the image was captured by a traffic camera uh, an officer stopped the um, the car to investigate. Well, police joked in the uh, post that the brown dog was on the lookout for deer and officers ruined his hunting plans for the day. Well, the 31-year-old owner of the car, who was the actual driver, told police the dog had unexpectedly jumped behind the wheel while he was driving. But police said they suspect the man was allowing the large dog to ride on his lap. He can't be seen in the uh, photo, but it did make for a rather amusing image. All right, we have... Uh, they had to... They, they took pause, did they? They did. Okay. They did. We've run out of time. Seattle, have a great weekend. We'll be back here on Monday. Portland, stick around. The uh, Christian Outlook up next. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.